Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Is everybody in? Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. It is episode 14 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is going to be the first of several in this topic. I don't know exactly how many, but it is going to be quite a few. It's a topic where a lot of people get excited and happy and overjoyed when people start bringing it up or talking about it. No, it's not the tiger fucking king, so don't get your hopes up. It's not sex either, so I do apologize for bursting people's bubbles. It's actually about serial killers. And it's going to be... We're going to kick it off with, with a badass serial killer today. Me, personally, I am interested in serial killers. And it is. it was pretty exciting to do research on the very first serial killer. Now, this serial killer is a female, and she has been recorded in the Guinness Book of World Records of having the most murders in history, not just in her era or a year or no, it is in history. She is the most prolific serial killer ever to exist. And I chose this one because I didn't want to kick off my first serial killer episode on someone mainstream, someone famous. Although I might touch base on some of them, although I won't do one on Ted Bundy since there is a Netflix documentary specifically uh, dedicated to Ted Bundy. I I won't do one on Ted Bundy. But there's a bazillion other ones that I want to do the episodes on. So, And our today's person that's going to be kicking it off is Elizabeth Bathory. Now, I do apologize to my listeners. I am going to butcher a bunch of words because she is from Hungary and there's a lot of words that I can't pronounce properly. So I do apologize for my European listeners that are going to be cringing when I try to pronounce these words. I don't do it intentionally, but I don't know how to pronounce the words. So I do apologize for butchering everything. Elizabeth Bathory. All right, let's kick it off. She's a badass girl. I just know that. Kind of nuts. So she was born August 7th, 1560 in Nair Bator, Hungary. And she has a couple nicknames, the Blood Countess and the Bloody Lady of Kachtis. She was born into a prominent Protestant nobility in Hungary. Her family controlled Transylvania. Yeah, Transylvania. Her family controlled it. Imagine, hey, 
I think I'm going to go to Transylvania for the summer. Yeah, go ahead. I own it. Enjoy. And if anybody gives you shit, let me know. Fuck them up. Must be nice. <laughs> and her uncle, Stephen Bathory, was king of Poland. King of fucking Poland. Can you imagine have a family that owns Transylvania, number one, and then number two, just have a fucking uncle that's just casually the king of Poland? Nah, I'm not going to Transylvania today, Mom. I'm going to go to Poland with my uncle. I'll be back. No problem. I'm sure there will be an armed escort to take you over there. <laughs> uh, she was raised at the family castle in Exed, Hungary. Uh, she married in 1575 to Count Ferenc's Nadacity. Again, I do apologize for butchering these names. I know I'm fucking them up beyond recognition. So, And she moved to a castle in Kachtis, which was a gift from the Nadazdi family. So not only is she wealthy and her family can do and buy whatever they want, the her husband's family said, here, have a castle on us. Here's your wedding gift. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can live here. Which is crazy. I wish that. I think the most thing that a lot of people's family can offer now is like cooking lessons or tamales. Maybe if they put their money together, we can pitch in for, I don't know, a ring, <laughs> maybe a bike. I don't know. You can't put in for a fucking castle. Nuts. So and they, they lived uh, semi-happily ever after. She was a cheater. He was a cheater. He didn't like it. There was one where she had a son from one of her lovers, and the husband was so enraged and so pissed off that she had a child out of marriage that he had him fed to the dogs. A baby. He had the baby fed to fucking dogs because he didn't want that child around and tainting their family. Crazy. And since she, her family is, is a higher nobility than her husband, he was forced to take her, her last name. So he was um, Count Ferenc Bathory Nadasti. I guess that's how it is back then. If you're richer than, than your husband, then he takes your your uh, last name. I guess that's legit. So they living in their castle. They were, you know, starting their family, doing what they had to do. And then rumors started to surface in 1604 about her cruelty. Although there was a previous account of a murder of a peasant woman, and people just kind of ignored it. They were just, eh. Don't worry about it. I know she didn't do it. It was a peasant, so why even worry about it? Can you just How do you just brush someone's murder under the rug and just completely forego the fact that this person is no longer existing? But when you're rich and you fucking own countries and have control and your uncle is the king of Poland, you might have some pull and be able to get away with a lot of shit. And that's pretty much what what happened that is crazy so a lot of people that knew her these are all recorded accounts in history that they've been put in documents and in history books and well, not history books but in history archives that a lot of people who knew her thoroughly thoroughly she enjoyed torturing and killing young girls now what 
what what goes through someone's mind when they enjoy the torturing and the killing of of people? I know that you know, when the books that I've read and, and interviews that I've heard and I've talked to, I worked in mental health for several years and I've met with a few people that have murdered a couple of people here and there. And even uh, sociopaths and psychopaths who murder and torture animals, they get a certain pleasure from it. And those people are completely out of touch with reality that they find pleasure. It's almost like a, an addiction, a need that they have to get it done in order to feel something at least. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's not even feeling guilt for the victim. It's just to feel the thrill of killing somebody. So with Elizabeth Bathory, she she enjoyed torturing and killing young girls. And at first, I mean, they, they were her servants that served for her at the castles. Then just so you just have regular people working in the castle. You know, you, you have uh, mom, you know, I made it to the big times. I'm going to go work in the castle and we're all going to be taken care of. Don't worry about it. And so these were daughters of local peasants. But as she was killing more and more people, this included girls that were sent to her by local gentry families. So if you knew your high society person is murdering people, why the fuck would you send girls to be tortured? If, even if there was a small rumor that it can possibly be true, why would you send more women more girls over there to suffer the same fate as everyone else. And that, you know, that brings up my next question. Who's worse, the person that's doing the killing or the people that are feeding the person that's killing? Do you, you understand what I'm, I'm trying to say? So if you, if you had an animal that was killing people, just eating people, we'll say, a, we'll use a dog. Cause I mean, dogs are pretty domesticated. You have a dog that's eating kids and people you don't throw kids over the fucking fence to feed the dog more you take care of the dog and and handle it you know what i mean so why would these people send other p other kids to go get fucked up by by this lady by the blood countess when i read that i had to read that little section like five or six times because it just didn't make sense to me that some that people would be that stupid to send kids to go get killed i mean even if it was a rumor you know why would you do it just i i just didn't make sense to me so more of the reports of what she did she was believed to be drinking the blood of the young girls to preserve her youthfulness and her looks so not only when she killed them she would put their blood in a fancy glass a wine glass i guess you can say and drink it because in her mind she believed that it preserved her youthfulness and her looks why how does that even make sense i mean so you kill young girls which you know by her definition or her understanding she killed them so she can preserve the looks and and her youthfulness which I mean, in her mind, the younger they are, the longer she's going to be young. The fuck is wrong with her? And witnesses were told of her stabbing her victims or biting their breast, hands, faces, and arms. 
So she not only did she stab them, but she also bit them until they died or she bit them and made them bleed and then drank their blood as their blood was leaking out of their fucking body. Now, this was a high society lady where people looked up to her and bowed down to her. And she's over here biting fucking faces and drinking their blood, biting breasts. She's biting breasts, but she's not even doing the kinky biting the breasts. It's not even where it's enjoyable for the other person. You know, they don't they didn't even develop a safe word. What the fuck is going on over there? I mean, you're biting people's breasts and there's no safe word. You can't say cucumber or pickle Rick and make this shit stop. There's there. She's not doing that. She's moving all roadblocks and just fucking people up, just biting them. What? Jeez. And so she's over here stabbing people, biting their breasts, hands, faces, and arms. She's cutting them with scissors, sticking needles into their lips, or burning them with red hot irons, coins, or keys. So not only is she's biting people's faces and all this other bullshit, and she's putting needles through people now you have to remember this was back in the 1600 or 1500s not even the 1600s this was back in the 1500s where a lot of this shit was not as small and thin as they are i'm not I'm referring to the needles can you imagine getting a big ass thick needle shoved through your lip because someone wants to fucking torture you and they're getting their jollies off by torturing that person so they're sticking this thick ass needle or depending on how dull their scissors get, they're just getting dulled up with a fucking pair of scissors because she wants to cut people's arms and bodies and shit. And she's also burning them with hot irons, coins, or keys. So she would stick coins inside of a tray, heat them up, or even have a little holder to where she would stick it in the fire till it's red fucking hot and stick it on their body for fuck's sakes man i would wonder if she would just have the the little coin design on them you know like property of poland or something like that that's not right (laughs) so and then some were beaten to death now what's worse getting stabbed up getting your face bitten or just beat the fuck out of to until you die so if you get cut and you bleed death, at least you're bleeding to where you lose consciousness and then you end up dying. But if you're getting beat to death, you have to realize that right right at the brink of death or exhaustion, the person who's beating you takes a break. They have to go get some Gatorade or, or drink some, some power juice and eat some go-go berries so they can get their energy, their energy back up to keep fucking you up more to kill you by beating you to death. So you're hanging on by a thread. This person sent down eating fucking blueberries and crumpets and fucking sipping back some some gruel and some other fucking rich high society drink and you're getting the shit beat out of you. Or you're trying to recover after getting your the shit beat out of you. And the person says, all right, round whatever. And now it's time to go fuck you up some more. Damn, I would rather bleed to death. That's why I just pass out and it's over. I just fall asleep. And the after you're getting beat to death, you can also and or be starved until you die. 
so back in we can understand fifteen sixteen hundreds there was you know famine and there was shortage of food and they just didn't have the the proper ability to keep food so a lot of people a lot of peasants were more likely to to suffer starvation but you're in a royal you're in a fucking castle and you're intentionally starved until you die i think that might be worse than getting beat because you're sitting there laying there standing there however they have you hemmed up and you're dying of starvation by someone who's getting their jollies off by watching you suffer and what's fucked up is she probably sat in front of them as they were on the brink of starvation death and she was eating her Subway sandwich or her big ass donkey steak or whatever kind of steak they ate back then because she's like, fuck you. I'm going to watch you because I like this shit. While the person being tortured is dying a slow, painful, agonizing death. Fucking hell. Now, the reason why I chose this lady, I chose Elizabeth Bathory, was for this allegation and this allegation alone. It is alleged that she would bathe in her victim's blood. Okay, for my listeners who didn't register that in her in your head, it is alleged it is alleged that she would bathe in her victim's blood. So my understanding or the way I picture this going down is that she would kill the person and put him in a basin or a tub or whatever it is that, that she's capturing the blood in. And once the tub is full enough for her to submerge her body inside of it, she would sit in the victim's warm, fresh blood in her tub, chilling, drinking Moscato or probably some some uh, Arnold Palmer or something where she's just chilling, taking. Now, it, I mean, that's just picture someone submerging themselves in a mud bath, but change all the mud to blood and they're chilling. I wonder if she had the cucumbers over her eyes, too, to enjoy. You can imagine how many blood or how many people she would have to kill to get that blood or if it was just one person and. I mean, we bleed a lot. There's a lot of blood in our system. So you just being gutted or killed inside of the fucking tub or wherever she she did her her bathing and just resting and chilling in a tub of blood. I mean, how do you how as a servant or as the husband or anybody for that matter that walked in and saw this lady just chilling in a tub of blood be okay with not reporting her, not smothering her, some shit like that. But I guess if you're her servant and you're realizing there's a lot of fucking killing and people going missing, you're not going to say shit. You know what I mean? Snitches get stitches. Snitches end up in the in the tub blood. Fuck that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say anything either. I would probably just leave and run away and never come back because fuck that. I'm not going to end up in someone's my blood in someone's tub hell i'm already worried about going into the 
uh, open plains and back roads of fucking Texas and end up man jerky or a fucking lampshade. Can you imagine knowing that all these people are dying and getting cut up and tortured and their blood saved and drank and all this shit? Fuck that. That's not happening with me, Captain. Now, the way that she got caught, <laughs> which was kind of odd, was a Lutheran minister went to the Hungarian authorities who eventually began investigation in 1610. In December of that year, Elizabeth was arrested, and so were four of her favorite servants and intimates who were accused of being her accomplices. They were tried and found guilty. Three of them were executed, and the fourth was sentenced to life of, in prison. So she didn't only help or direct the killing. She had four of her favorite servants help her catch these girls, bring them to the castle, and help kill and torture these people along with, with Elizabeth Bethory. Now, my question to you listeners is, would you help somebody out that you're working for? If they're providing you everything, food, clothes, shelter, money, would you help them do the killing, the, the hunting just to save, or, are they saving themselves or are they getting off on it just like just like Elizabeth Bathory is. That, that, you know, without us being uh, talking to these people directly, it, it's always going to be a I wonder or what if or why. But my question is, would you help him? Would you help her kill and torture and gut and bleed out all these people to keep her youth and her looks? And then the thing is that she gets cut. Now, here's the trippy. Now, this is the thing that's going to make everybody laugh and shake their head. It's so Elizabeth herself was not put on trial. Why wasn't she put on trial? Any guesses? Any guesses? You in the front row? Any guesses? All right, sit down, shut up. You don't know the answer. So the reason why she wasn't put on trial is because of her family's standing in society. So she wasn't put on trial because her family was well known very wealthy and they were prominent in the upper class. And so they said, Hey, no, we're not going to, Nope. We're not going to put her on trial. This is not going to happen when you're not going to embarrass my family this way. So what do they do instead? They put her in a castle in Stedge and that's C S E T J E. So Stetch J castle. And she was held in solitary confinement in a room whose windows were walled up and she stayed there until she died when she was 54 years old in 1614 so she doesn't get beat she doesn't get tortured she doesn't get sentenced to death she doesn't get sentenced to a life of fucked up prison life where she's sleeping on the ground on a bed of hay and fed bread and maybe water or water and maybe bread no instead she gets put in a castle for the rest of her life in solitary confinement. So what other things that I read was that solitary confinement meant she wasn't allowed to go outside and only approved people were able to go visit her. So they, that also were appointed servants who were there to serve her 
because that's the life she lived and that's how she rolled. So they agreed to give her servants to help her serve in solitary confinement. Hmm. Now, the total number of people that she's believed to killed or believe she has killed is 650 people during her run of murdering and torturing young gals and peasants. Well, young gals mostly because, I mean, all of them were peasants. I doubt if she did somebody of high society. So that is the reason why the Guinness Book of World Records decided to put her as the most prolific serial killer of all time, of the entire history. 650 people she killed. Could you do you do you know how popular or how famous or how rich you have to be to be able to kill that many people? Some of the most notable serial killers have killed several people, multiple people, but how to do it and then they they had to go stay in hiding and go on the run. She did this shit out in the open and managed to do it 650 times. The the number now that that is the most consistent number that I was able to find was 650. The there there's a debate going around saying that it was a the number was a lot higher than 650, but Guinness decided that since it was the most consistent number that they were going to go ahead and award her that title. So they awarded her the most prolific serial killer of all time with 650 bodies. I don't know why Guinness Book of World Records would actually recognize this. This is all from an article that I read off of uh, her page or history page about uh, most prolific serial killer. So I haven't looked up the stat if it's an actual thing. But according to what was said on the, on the website was that Guinness did recognize her as the most prolific serial killer of all time. 650 people she tortured and maimed and bled out and gutted, drank their blood and bathed in a tub of her victim's blood. Just fucking chilled. I'm pretty sure she had some uh, cucumbers over her eyeballs too. I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, if you're able to kill 600 people, then I don't think you're going to be sweating too hard on just chilling in a tub of blood. I'd, it, it's insane. It's insane that that number is that high and that she was able to get away with it for so long and nobody nobody fucking snitched her out that's the thing but if you're if you're seeing your your homegirl or your boss fucking knocking off bodies gutting people burning people with coins putting jabbing needles through their lips and then drinking blood after she bit people's breast and body parts then yeah i, I mean it it would take a real gutsy person to, to drop dimes on someone that fucking crazy to begin with now the shitty thing and this goes on to our culture and our society today is that people who aren't wealthy people who aren't of high society you know celebrities are are considered gods and they can get away with pretty much whatever the fuck they want with just a slap on the wrist but common folk like myself and a lot of my listeners can't get away with that. So being of a a family of high society and with so much power and so much reach and respect, she was able to get away with that just because of her, of her name. You know, we, we've all read stories where celebrities have gotten away with murder or suspected murder, have gone away with drunk driving, gone away with domestic abuse, gotten away with 
just being stupid because of their name, their money. I mean, one of the biggest things of all time was OJ was acquitted of murder because of, you know, I mean, who he is, prolific athlete. We have, there's uh, other people that I just can't think off the top of my head that have gotten away with a lot of things because of their name. And it sucks that it started from way back when were kings and queens, they ran the country in several countries and were able to, oh, forget about it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a thing because of who I am. So we're just going to you know, sweep this under the rug. It's sickening. I mean, to me, that's more sickening than, than the actual 650 people that she murdered. It, it's sickening that she was able to get away with it for so long. She was able to, to do whatever the fuck she wanted because of, of her connections and her name and who she was. You know, it just it just doesn't make any sense for us to praise and, and look the other way with people of high society. You know, I just I just don't get it. But that's uh, 650 people that she's tortured, gutted, drank their blood. That's a lot of fucking people regardless. I just, damn. I'm just glad that they she finally died. It sucks that she died in comfort, though. She, she didn't get to die the way that, that her victims died. She was able to chill, relax, walk around her castle with some servants and serve out her life in solitude, you know, pretty much quarantined. And not much, not much else happened to her. Fuck, must be nice, you know what I mean? Well, that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode on Elizabeth Bathory. She is, again, I do apologize for butchering all the Hungarian pronunciations and everything else. I do apologize. But I hope everybody enjoyed the information I shared regarding this blood countress and how fucking nuts she was and the shit she did to be recognized as one of the most pro as the most prolific serial killer in all of history. And again, just a reminder, tune in for tomorrow's episode. Uh, tomorrow is going to be my second episode of graveyard grumbler, spooky tales. It's just something I enjoy doing. I enjoy reading spooky tales that people have sent in to me. And I like that, that feeling of, Oh shit, you know, is that true? Or that, that weird feeling of making your, your hair stand up on the back of your neck. So Tune in tomorrow. I ch I'm going to try to release uh, Spooky Tales every Saturday. I will do my best depending on scheduling and mostly scheduling and if I have anything going for that day. But I will do my best. So hopefully everybody tunes in. Again, I any suggestions for episode topics or things you just want to hear me get some information to talk about, feel free to send it to graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. Or drop me a DM on my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, and I will be more than happy to read it and put it into the podcast. I do appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thank you very much. So good morning, good day, good night. This is the Graveyard Grumbler. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast.